Oh, caught you in the morning with another girl in my bed. Another woman in my bed. Is it that? Wait, she caught me in the morning with another? I think so. She caught me. She caught me in the morning with another woman in my bed. It sounds right. All these ladies. <laughs> you know how it is. You know what I'm saying. Yep. Okay. He's, he's really uninterested in anything I have to say. Yeah, I'm just I'm not here for this conversation. You're I'm right. Not, I'm not here for any conversation. Actually, I'm gonna ignore you the whole time. That's this is gonna not... be the best episode two the whole that ever happens. <laughs> it's not gonna go well. <laughs> well, hello and welcome to episode number two of This Is the NWA, which is a podcast celebrating the past, present, and future of one of the greatest wrestling entities in all of history in all time. Of all, I gotta work on that intro. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna need a little but tweaking. It, it is only episode two, so you got time. Yeah, we're just warming up here. But hey, if you're here, thank you so much. This is, like we said, episode number two. Episode one was hopefully a big success. We're recording this before episode one even goes live. So actually, funny story, we're recording episode two for the second time. Fred Sims is my guest. Hello, Fred. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I told you, disinterested. I'm yeah, not here I brought for this him on because he is like the best with small talk. Anyway, so Fred came on uh, a little while back, a week ago, as you're listening to this now, um, and we recorded episodes two and three. Turns out the homework I signed in to watch for the NWA was extra long, and, and this is part of tweaking a new podcast. You know, you got to try these things out, but it's all right. Uh, I had just gotten over being sick and. Um, maybe this will be a better chance for me to sound a little better and more upbeat. But anyway, episode two did not work for some reason. We don't know why. It just didn't record properly. These things happen. I'm not new to the podcast game. Not at all. But for some reason, this is starting out like I am. I mean, I'm starting this podcast from scratch and it sounds like like I have never done this before. So I guess... Good. Maybe the podcast was just aware that I spent so much time on what you guys already talked about on episode one that it was like, no, redo it. You know, we don't need to spend this much time. You know, just breeze through that, and then let's get into the meat of what we're actually talking about. I like that idea, or not? Well, let's see. How do I say this? I like your enthusiasm, and I appreciate your viewpoint is what I'm trying to say. What's the word for viewpoint? I can't even think of what I'm trying to say. You could just say I'm right and then we'll move on. Just give me a, an on air, you know, like so that it's recorded for posterity. You're right. And then we'll move on. You're right. Okay, good. Let's I'm going to, I'm going to steal that clip and I'm going to be using it a lot in other conversations. <laughs> just, yeah. Just <laughs> play that randomly. All right. Well, um, so anyway, so we're re-recording part two. And, and like Fred, I think I'm going to look at this as an opportunity to just do it better. Now, I will say we still have episode three in the can. <laughs> so we've gone past this. Uh, and I don't think we're re-recording episode three. So if you're listening to episode three later and we reference something that happened in this episode that didn't really happen, then we're just lunatics and well this is a, a good opportunity for interaction too if we re uh, you know reference something that doesn't happen in this episode that you know we mentioned in episode three just get with gary or myself individually and then we'll not remember what we talked about so we can't clue you in but at least you're interacting with the show is the main thing yeah we want you to interact that'll be that'll be the best 
All right. So, Fred, you recently moved into town. We've become friends, and I wanted to have you on because you, I do know, are a wrestling fan. Justin Bishop, who was on the last episode, he was also already a wrestling fan. Now, I'm going to get to people that aren't even actually wrestling fans and have them watch this stuff, but why don't you give me a little background on uh, your wrestling fandom before we get started? Uh, Yeah, no problem. I, you know, like you said, we had talked about this before and we're friends uh, ahead of time. So we kind of have an idea, but for everyone else that has no idea about why you would even want me to be on this show. Um, you know, I, I did grow up watching wrestling. I, I lived up North for a lot of my childhood. So a lot of my wrestling exposure was WWF slash E related. Um, you know, I, I grew up watching Saturday superstars and, and stuff like that. When raw came about, that was the biggest deal. Like, Oh, now we have a prime time, like Monday night, you know, show to watch. And, you know, I remember watching the the flagship episode of that. Um, I eventually carried myself over to WCW. I didn't really know a lot of those names. I, I wasn't uh, knowledgeable of the NWA before that because I never really got into like the magazine world where it would have given me more insight into those other wrestlers. I just, whatever the WWF presented me at the time, those are the guys I knew. So as they added people, like when they added a Ric Flair, you know, that was when I started getting a little more exposure to, to that type of thing. Um, but my love for wrestling is growing. Hold on, Fred. I'm so sorry. Gary is currently baking his dogs into a pie to serve to the neighbors because the barking. So you were saying about your love for wrestling, you can pick that up wherever you want. Yeah. I have dogs that are super loud, so I'm sorry. I explained it. You can, oh. you can cut that out. <laughs> okay. Um, but no, just as I got older, I was able to um, really kind of introduce myself to more of what was available, obviously the internet age coming around as I got older, uh, helped me, you know, you, you get to learn a little bit more about the, the people per- portraying the stars you're watching. And then you learn that there are other options, you know, you, you slowly get into an ECW after the fact, or, you know, you, you fall more in love with the options being presented at a WCW. And then you start realizing like, Oh, other countries do this, you know, new Japan or all Japan, you know, those options as well. So it's really kind of evolved to the point where, you know, now I'm being presented another option in the internet age. And that's, you know, getting to start from the beginning and kind of watch, you know, a about two year old product in the NWA and kind of see where it evolves and, and goes to, you know, thanks to you kind of pulling me in here and getting my opinion on what they've done so far. So you haven't seen the NWA before this this podcast, right? No, not until you asked me to watch these episodes. All right, perfect. So you wouldn't have been able to because of the way this is uh, going up, and you haven't heard episode one, but uh, you did watch through all of the other ones. Uh, you didn't hear what we talked about, but uh, do you have an overall opinion on what you've seen so far as far as the introduction of Tim Storm, Nick Aldis, the first episodes? Yeah, I did. I um, I really liked what they did in those first 16, what you and Justin had talked about in the that first episode. Uh, I thought it was a really good way to introduce the product, to introduce who they had and, and what was going to be happening. I enjoyed how they brought Tim Storm to you, you know, basically asking the question, who is this guy? Because I had no idea who he was. Um, and kind of introducing him to you slowly, you get to see him in the ring a little bit. And then very quickly into who's going to be challenging him. Uh, And then, you know, you get that Nick Aldis debut and you get to see him in the ring and you just kind of, it was just a perfect way to bring about your main guys and and what the story is going to be for what you're trying to do with this, this new venture. 
Yeah, I was uh, I was actually clicking through some stuff the other day. Um, you, you mentioned that you you had seen Tim Storm before, like you didn't realize, but it had clicked later that you had seen him, right? Yeah, uh, obviously, in watching some of this stuff, they showed you some old clips from as he was coming up through the business, and one of the clips they show you is an old like WCW clip from I think one of their primetime shows, and it's Tim Storm in a cowboy hat, and he's got like a long jacket on and his face is airbrushed on the back and he's wrestling as cowboy tim storm he was a throwaway guy at the time he's not one of the the big names he's just a guy that would occasionally show up and you'd see him but as i'm watching this i was like oh oh i've I've seen him before, and what he's doing now is totally different. He's more uh, clean cut. I mean, he, he they give you the background on him being a teacher, but, I mean, he kind of looks like that businessman-esque. He's very buttoned up. He's not wearing the, the weird cowboy mustache or cowboy hat. He's, you know, he just looks like a, an older wrestler. What is uh, a cowboy mustache? You know, like one of those ones that, like, wraps <laughs> around the face. Like, uh, it's not just, like, up on the lip. It kind of comes down, but it doesn't connect to anything. You know, it's a uh, cowboy mustache. Okay. People out there know what I'm talking about. Is that a real thing? Like, they people call it a cowboy mustache? Yeah. Like, maybe, like, the old, uh, like, Rick Steiner, but not as unkempt. You know? Yeah. Kind of. I'm just curious. It's a cowboy mustache, Gary. We'll save. We'll it save. exists. Okay. I believe Google, you. Google cowboy mustache. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you'll get a picture. Uh, Tim Storm. <laughs> okay. I hope you're right and not something else. Um, I was clicking through stuff the other day and I saw a picture of him in WWE F or whatever. It was like from like Monday Night Raw time and he was like a security guard or something. Wow. Like I mean, not like one of the guys that just in the video, like the vignette type deal. Yeah. Like he was a part of some angle, but he was like having to pull somebody off of somebody or something like that. It was, it was weird. I did not, you know, obviously didn't remember I wonder remember what that, that pays. But. Like you just be the guy like, well, we don't have a spot for you to wrestle tonight, but if you want to put on a polo shirt and w- you can break up this fight, we got a couple hundred bucks for you. Yeah. I mean, it's probably you're, you're, on WWE television, do you need more payment than that? Oh, we're not doing this for exposure. I might break a nail. Like. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, Fred, uh, we're going to get started, and we're going to start with uh, episode number 17, which uh, is Josephus' NWA debut and Bizarre Challenge to Tim Storm. I keep saying episode, but I should say video. It's like video 17. Well, the 10 Pounds of Gold series has... Episode, episode numbers, numbers yeah. yeah, and I mean it's it's very difficult because you are watching. We you know exist in a world of TV that everything you watch is an episode, so you go to the next one and it's an episode. I, I think when we discussed it, I mean you'll, everyone listening that sticks around for you know the next episode of this will probably hear us reference episodes a bunch as well. Like it's just the 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 way you want to describe it is episode seventeen, episode eighteen. But you're right, it is is just videos for the most part. In this video, you are introduced uh, <laughs> to Joe Safest. <laughs> to Joe Safest. That's the only way to say that. So, I mean, you, you went into the right... I don't know why my voice slipped into um, the Southern accent. Maybe I'm just thinking about Cowboy Tim Storm or something. And So, I thought this was a nice touch with the opening disclaimer about the views do not reflect those of the NWA. So, you're like, this is not part of the story, right? Like, some, somebody sent something in. And uh, you get a little recording studio thing, and and here sits a big, burly, bearded man. He says there's a buzz about the NWA, and uh, it's got some eerie music going behind it. Um, He says everybody knows who Tim Storm is now, but nobody knows who Josephus is. Now I'm the guy looking for a little fame. He is having an upcoming match with Tim Storm. 
and he's kind of teasing it here. He said he's been watching his old matches, which are, of course, on VHS, which is a, another nice little touch. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> a fun way to do that is obviously, since nobody knows who Tim Storm was, short of the first 16 videos, the only way you're really going to find that guy is on a VHS. It's not like you're going to Google and throwing in like the top 10 Tim Storm matches right, you know, right. from the last 20 years. But this is a, a pretty good follow-up to what they did with the introductions of the first guys you get. Um, you know, you, you've seen what you have with Aldis and you've seen what you have with Tim Storm. And now, you know, here's somebody else that's obviously going to be in the picture for what's going on. And they're, they're introducing Josephus. And you're right. It, it is kind of a fun way to do it where they're making it apart from the NWA. You know, they're showing you like this is not affiliated with us, but he's got a match and he's got something to say. And then you know, what he comes out and says is, you know, he's he's working pretty good to try and hit that. Like I'm a little out there. I'm loony. Uh, you know, he's got that level of crazy um, and he uh, he sells it pretty well. And it, it makes sense. I mean, if if you see that the guy you're getting ready to go up against uh, for a very prestigious belt is starting to get a little notoriety and a little recognition because of what's going on. Why not try and jump in on that as well? Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. Uh, he says he knows how to be old school. That's why he's got the VHS, I guess. He talks about uh, Tim Scoggins, uh, you know, Tim Storm's uh, teacher name, and uh, says that he's a teacher, but uh, Josephus is a professor at the university level. So it's like fine French cuisine versus McDonald's. Uh, he also has a picture printed out of Tim Storm and says he reminds him of his dad, who he was not a fan of. He would try to score six packs while Josephus ate dirt. Beer versus dirt. Also, like, fine French cuisine versus McDonald's, I suppose. Yeah, but it's like the, the opposite. So I guess Josephus has evolved from a dirt eater to being the fine French cuisine himself. <laughs> I suppose so. Uh, and uh, then he says uh, the, the ultimate challenge, if you've watched the first 16 videos, he's going to knock Tim Storm off that mountaintop. Right, and obviously the mountaintop is important. That's, you know, everything is the mountaintop to Tim Storm, or at least the belt. That's it. That's his mountaintop. Take a shot. Uh, so for those who don't know Josephus, uh, he's been around a little while. He's a, you know, just an independent wrestler. No, like, super major claims to fame as far as I could find, uh, as far as in the mainstream wrestling promotions. He was a part of the NWA before, it looks like. Uh, he was the NWA Southern Heavyweight Champion uh, at one point at, at a program called National Wrestling Alliance Main Event, which I'm guessing was one of those affiliates uh, of the NWA that, that lapsed. Uh, he was also in Resistance Pro. He was a RPW Heavyweight Champion, RPW Tag Team Champion. Uh, so he has seen some gold. He's looking to get a bit more. And uh, I did want to mention I did read an excellent feature. If you want to go a little bit behind the curtain, there's uh, Native Magazine's uh, their website has a article called The Path to Josephus, which gives a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff about him. It's like a local feature on him, and it's uh, kind of cool. But anyway, so here we are. There's Josephus. You you, you kind of dig that loony vibe. It's kind of different than Aldous and Storm. So everybody's kind of kind of got their own... Well, it like, gives you what you were kind of lacking in the beginning, because you don't... You get, uh, you know, a cocky, arrogant vibe from Aldous, and then you get the the wholesome you know, all-American kind of good guy-esque vibe from Storm. Uh, but you don't have that really 
you know, big antagonist for potentially either one of them. And that's what you get. You're, you're clearly seeing that out of Josephus. He's not a, he's not looking for, you know, fan adulation. He's not care if you're behind him. He's just making sure people know who he is. That's all he really cares about. And if they know him as, you know, the bad guy who's going to take that belt and knock him off the mountaintop, he's fine with that. So I think it gives you a good bit of parody there between what you are seemingly already seeing from Aldous and uh, Storm. Yeah, that's a that's a good way of looking at it. He's got kind of this chaos vibe outside of everything, and so he's a little different. He's got the he's he's kind of crazy, and he's got that you know unpredictable vibe to him. Whereas you know you can kind of see what you're getting with Tim Storm and Nick Aldis. Like Tim's got that wily veteran; he's on top and wanting to stay there. And Nick Aldis is this young up and coming, the new hotshot. Yeah, new hotshot. Perhaps overconfident. We'll see. You know, that sort of thing. Video number 18 is Josephus Crazy Days Before versus Tim Storm. Uh, this is uh, just basically a phone interview where you get like the little uh, uh, pictures of Josephus, which I found are from that Native magazine thing. Uh, that that whole article where he's holding a book, looking all a uh, little Professorial. less. Yeah, there you go. He's, he's at the university level, no yeah, less. Yeah, at the university level. I don't know if it's a private university or like a community college, you know. That's a good question. We'll have to ask him. He's a little scary, so I don't know. Anyway, uh, so it's just a phone interview with Josephus, though. It says he feels overlooked, and he's making his name. He's got Storm and Aldous in mind. He's going to make Aldous's little gladiator cry. <clears throat> Not sure what that's in reference it's to. questionable. No word on what exactly that means. But anyway, he's got what people want to see, he says, which is apparently a lot of profanity because he just starts cursing a lot and getting bleeped. By the end, he's just lost his mind. And that's how it kind of ends because Josephus... Josephus be crazy. And Tim Storm, everybody loves you as the family man. Everybody loves you. Your little students, your little wife, your little, your little kids, your little 19 grandkids. 19 grandkids. I don't give a about any one of them. I don't give a about you, about how you got the belt. I don't give a about anything. I don't care about all this. I don't care about any of them. I don't give a about anybody but Josephus. Josephus and the 10 pounds can go. Josephus and the 10 pounds can go. Yeah, I mean, I think it answers the question of the video. Is he crazy? Like I said, he's he's trying really hard to to show that route, and um, you know, we'll get into kind of how that develops out and, and what happens with him a little bit as we go forward. But in the early going, it, it is really kind of showing Josephus to be unhinged, and that's clearly the route they want to take it. Uh, video number 19 is Tim Storm versus Josephus, a little pre-match interview. This is a backstage at Tried and True Pros event called Apocalypse. It's basically a backstage interview with Tim Storm. Uh, they're telling you that the match is going to be live on Instagram, which is a really cool touch, I thought, like having the uh, matches live on social media and stuff before there's like television. That, you know, that we're in the future now. This is a neat approach. Have these matches show up on like Facebook Live, Instagram Live, that sort of thing. That's kind of yeah. Cool. It makes it so it, it's more accessible. Um, you know, everybody can get into Instagram and and follow and find the match. You know, you don't have to have cable or you don't have to subscribe to a streaming service. It's just there. You yeah. know, and th that accessibility I think is going to be something that helps the NWA going forward. I agree with that. Basically, Josephus interrupts the Tim Storm interview and uh, he's very angry. He says. Tim's got his 10 pounds of gold. Tim Storm's leaving with nothing. And this is really the first 
um, any bit of negativity I get out of out of Josephus in terms of um, what he's presented us so far. I mean, he just he seems. Um, I don't know if he just was caught off guard by what was going on or he just hadn't nailed it all down yet. It doesn't come off as smooth as some of the other stuff he's doing, and it may have just been that live feel to it. Um, you're kind of stuck there. You, maybe you don't know how the other person's going to respond. Um, but it, it was just that little bit. Of, it's like, okay, I'd like to see uh, a little more strength out of him you know, in a one-on-one promo-type situation. Uh, the stuff that he had been working on that clearly was taped or uh, maybe you have some time to you know rehearse it or go over it a little bit was a little bit stronger than what we got here in that that live setting Hmm, interesting yeah we we say constantly we're not we're not blowing smoke we're giving honest opinions i want these my guests to watch the nwa and tell me what they really think because maybe maybe it can even help everybody out if they hear us and constructive criticism but yeah i i think i do know what you mean though i mean this definitely felt live and they kind of just busted this out and so Maybe it was kind of on the spot and, you know, like he didn't have as much preparation time, like he said. So this is a little weird. Uh, video number 20 goes to Tommy Dreamer challenges the NWA world's champion. Um, this at Tommy Dreamer's house of hardcore on Twitch TV, another like social media kind of platform. It's at the 2300 arena, the former ECW arena. So I kind of love this. I mean, I I grew up in and BFE, right? Like I used to rush home on Sunday afternoons to try to catch uh, superstars on television. After church in my grandparents' country bumpkin house, we had the antenna and I had to like make sure it was tuned right. So hopefully I can see it. It was real weird. Anyway, that's how old I am. But now thanks to the internet, like wrestling is everywhere. There are so many options. So when I saw the house of hardcore thing, I honestly didn't know anything about it. So I got super excited about that, too. I was like, man, you know, you can be frustrated, which I am a lot with WWE, but there is MLW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, now AEW is on its way. But here's the House of Hardcore and, of course, you know, the NWA. So it's just kind of neat that, you know, back in the day, I had to work hard to even see any wrestling. And now, like, you cannot complain about that for sure. There are options out there for you. Anyway, Dreamer talks about... Billy Corgan and he, his offers to help ECW in the past. I did like that little touch. It shows you Billy Corgan. Uh, he definitely has a love of the business. Uh, he's It's not put on. He really does care. He was trying to bail out ECW back in the day, apparently. So um, he's been around in, in this for a while. WWE gets a name drop in the middle of the interview. Gets booze. Yes, they do. As you can imagine. Um, I won't say that's unexpected. But at the same time, the overall message is still a good one from Tommy is that realistically all he's wanting to do is make sure that everyone inside the wrestling community is helping one another. And so when he's name dropping WWE, it's not to bash them himself. It's to say, you know, he doesn't care whether the product is that or ring of honor or the up and coming AEW or NWA, you know, he just wants to make sure everyone's there to help each other. So long as it meets his criteria, you know, which is, uh, no BS, no politics, just wrestling is is basically what he's looking for. Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a really good point. I mean, he he actually himself, like you were saying. I mean, he name drops Ring of Honor, the Briscoes, Young Bucks, Lucha Underground, New Japan. Uh, also getting kicked in the dick, but that's beside the point. Yeah, it's a Tommy thing. That's, yeah, I assume that happens like on a daily basis. Like he's just at the grocery store and <laughs> people come up and like, oh, Tommy Dreamer, whack right in the dick. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a tough thing for any ECW. Well, 
not getting kicked in the dick, but just the, I mean, that's a tough thing. But also, like, if you play hardcore, I wonder if anybody ever tries to just, like, randomly hit you with a chair or something. <laughs> like a garbage can? <laughs> yeah. I did that, actually did that to my wife the other day as we were you at You hit Walmart. her with a garbage can? I don't no, think you should uh, announce uh, that. a pizza plate, you know, like one of those pizza pans. Is yeah. uh, We were buying a new one at Walmart, and she was like, oh, you think this one's good? I'm like, I don't know, turn around. And she turned around, and I, like, got her in the back like you would if it was a, a wrestling thing. She was like, I hate you so much. I'm like, why did you turn your back? <laughs> uh, so Fred abuses his wife, yeah, so just glad we've announced only, that. Only in Walmart and only with pizza pans. Like she'll never catch these hands. I don't. Yeah. Th- I don't think she's tough enough, honestly. Oh wow! <laughs> All right, this just took a weird turn. So one one thing I think is cool here is like even Tommy Dreamer's there. So he brings out Tim Storm. Uh, they talk about it's been 23 years since the NWA title appeared in that ring. I heard somebody yell about Shane Douglas effing it up in the background. So that's a reference to uh, something that's going to come up later. You know, obviously they'll they'll highlight on that, and it, it's one of the things. Um, that fan interaction that you kind of get at the house of hardcore that, you know, is both good and bad, but you know, they obviously you're going to get that little bit of information. If you want, maybe you're not aware of all the things, just kind of listen to what the fans yell at the, uh, the ring and then go on Google searches for (laughs) for what those mean. Right. Uh, he talks about Tim storm, uh, waiting in the back during some of the ECW shows, just waiting for a chance to do anything. This is good stuff. Uh, you get the name drops again. Ric Flair, Terry Funk, Dusty Rhodes. Uh, just name drops all over. They're really hammering in the legacy of this title belt, which is good. That's what you want to do. Yeah, I think it works towards legitimizing what that NWO, NWA. I did it last time, too. I, I had that that slip up. But the NWA uh, world title, like what it means to wrestling. And I think the best way to do that is to drop those names. And even though you've at this point probably heard it four or five times from the different videos if you're watching along, it it, it goes a long way to really put a a weight behind how important that belt is to wrestling history. Yeah, another thing they really do to hammer that point home is that Tommy Dreamer ends up challenging Tim Storm for the NWA title, saying he wants a shot at it. And Tim Storm says he's got a shot anytime, anywhere. He deserves it. He's paid the price. Tommy Dreamer says they've got the use of the arena, anything he can do to help. So far, the only ass is really Josephus. He's the only person who comes across as kind of, you know, a jerk about everything. Like he's yeah. he's he's coming across like he wants to, you know, just destroy Tim Storm and take the belt. And Everybody, make his name off of it, really. Yeah, right, right. Everybody else is kind of approaching this and I like this belt is important and I want that belt. And so like even Dreamer here is being respectful about it. He's saying, I want a challenge, I'd like to wear that belt. Uh, you can see, I mean, he, he wears his Dusty Rhodes pants and stuff like that sometimes. You know, he's got yeah. the, the yellow polka dots on it. So you can tell that he'd love to hold the belt that Dusty held. Anyway, uh, Nick Aldis interrupts. He says, no politics and no BS, just wrestling. This is the house of hypocrites, which is kind of uh, makes sense. He calls out how Tommy Dreamer's in there in his own promotion, uh, name-dropping Billy Corgan challenging for the title like he's he's just like politicking his way in you know so don't totally disagree with nick aldis with how this sounds um the crowd though totally disagrees with nick aldis and how this sounds yeah they uh start chanting a lovely stfu chant and uh which i think the last time that we we kind of talked about this you you brought up that you were kind of annoyed with this right yeah so I kind of mentioned it beforehand in that the fan interaction and I'm all for a level of fan interaction. Obviously you want your fans to be involved and you want them to care about the product, but there comes a point where, uh, and for me, this is where it hit is that this 
these fans here are trying to almost mimic what they saw and heard from the the original ECW crowd. Because honestly, I don't think that a lot of that crowd is at House of Hardcore taping. So I think they're trying to mimic this. And it to me, it takes away from your performers. I mean, you go to this show, you're paying to see these guys give you this story or this match or, you know, it, it is an entertainment venue you know you don't go to uh, a play or stand-up comedian and, and yell out you know stfu you know shut the hell up or the worst version at you know that comedian or at the play because you know you've seen before that like rocky horrors interactive you know that's that's not how it works so this it did grate me a little bit i mean i understand what they're trying to do but it almost comes off as they're forcing it a little a little bit and it, it takes away from it and it almost a, a level of disrespect to these guys who are out there trying to you know do their jobs and, and entertain yeah because i mean I, I i get completely your analogy but yeah you know like some of wrestling does live and die on the responses so you do need like some level of applause and booze right. and that sort of thing um but yeah you're right it does kind of get overbearing sometimes it's a it's i'm a little this way with like when fans now chant this is awesome at nothing yeah they and, oh wow look they hit a suplex and all of a sudden it's the best thing they've ever seen that's not the best thing they've ever seen it's just become commonplace to where you think you're watching or what should be a great match you have to chant this otherwise it's not getting it'll never get the recognition that it deserves and it's like well not every you know not every daniel bryan aj styles match is five star some of them are just them going out and doing the work to get to what will be the the phenomenal match right right i can see that and they uh, god and god help us that what chant uh screw that thing oh stone cold ruined wrestling with that (laughs) i mean here's the thing i in the time period there there were times i thought it was hilarious but the way it has evolved and now has been utilized stone cold ruined wrestling with that what chant (laughs) I don't. I don't know that I would argue that Stone Cold ruined wrestling. But <laughs> so, uh, for what it's worth, though, even though this happens, it really gives you a chance to see that even though he's kind of playing the role of new guy, we know that Aldis has a history, and he really, I think, handles it well and shows some veteran instincts here. He is not that faced by the crowd. I mean, obviously, it gets super loud, and he addresses it at one point right. and says, you know, I've got the microphone. I'm going to still get heard either yeah. way. So I, th- I thought that he, he handled the whole situation uh, admirably, I guess is the word I'd be looking for there. Yeah, and I thought it was uh, it's kind of interesting that just before we talked about Aldis coming out, you were like, Joseph is kind of really the only jerk. And then Aldis comes out, and he's... He's doing his best to play that jerk role. But, you know, if you get to the heart of what he's saying, it's all, like you said, it's accurate. You can't really disagree with what's going on. Here's Aldis, who's already cemented himself as, like, hey, I should be the guy challenging next. And then all of a sudden, you know, the NWA title makes an appearance on a show and someone else is trying to jump in his pool. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, That's a good hill. Sometimes it's about, you know, if the bad guy believes what they're saying then, you know, it makes them more compelling. You might think that, I mean, this is just part of being a champion, but yeah, to Aldis, who's a very confident guy, he sees another person stepping in front of him. Yeah, Joseph is stepping in front of him, and then Aldis is like, hey, man, I had a match with the champ and had a very controversial finish. I'm still here. I need a shot. Right. And people just keep stepping in front of me. Now, he does try to uh, pluck 
the cords of Heldom a little bit with, uh, he calls Tim Storm a 53-year-old ham sandwich history teacher <laughs> from somewhere no one cares about Arkansas. And uh, he calls uh, Tommy Dreamer a fat, hardcore has-been. So he, he's definitely not being friendly to them. It made my dark side very happy, though, because those were pretty clever. Yeah, and it gets into, I mean, you've already seen from the first couple episodes that Tim Storm is really comfortable uh, in terms of talking. And, you know, he's he's got some good, you know, in the first couple episodes, he mentioned uh, his Moby Dick promo where he, you know, attributed himself as the white whale, not knowing that he's being hunted by all these guys. Uh, so you know that he's got that level of comfortability when it comes to, you know, spinning a yarn or, or getting uh, going back and forth with somebody. So it's good to see that out of all this, too, because, you know, we already mentioned that that may be a weaker point for Josephus. So being able to see it in a live venue, all this kind of go toe to toe with uh, Storm and Dreamer, who's no slouch when it comes to, to talking on his end, um, it is another way to really elevate who you're shaping all this out to be that's a good point the next video is our next 10 pounds of gold it's number six uh it's called ring the bell tim storm versus nick aldis we'll start this off by saying this is one of the things that you kind of struggled with with watching these you told me about beforehand um that sometimes watching the videos the way they're being watched right now it feels a little disjointed at certain points Right. Um, and I could have mentioned it in the last video because of the way it kind of jumps um, from Josephus. And then, you know, it, it's it's pretty steady. You got Josephus, then you have the phone interview, then you have the before the match. And then you have no idea how that match ended up, with the exception of now Tim Storm has the belt out at House of Hardcore. You, you don't see results. And then you get into this next video and it is a recap kind of build up of the initial Nick Aldis and Tim Storm match and it threw me for a little bit that the way it was out of order and, and some of the the upcoming videos that we'll see do this as well and I and I did mention it was one of the the problems I had because it felt like if I didn't have a better idea kind of of what was going on or I didn't figure it out for myself if I was just someone who had never really watched wrestling before I'm watching these videos it would have felt like I was watching them out of order like why are we doing this in this particular order um, one of the things that we did talk about before that is kind of lost and it may make it into episode three that we went over is, is kind of trying to understand the mindset after the fact that the, the way some of these things work, like with this 10 pounds of gold, obviously that's more of a, a developed product. And the other stuff is kind of videos that are keeping people watching and keeping people entertained and, and making sure that people are sticking around for what is really the pinnacle of what NWA is trying to do here. And that is the 10 pounds of gold episodes, the which end. they're more editing intensive, you right. know, like they're more put together, like you said, and then these other things are just trying to keep content flowing. And it, and it matters because obviously what they're trying to do is build the belt. That's the important thing for the NWA right now. It's not who they have, vying for it it's that the belt matters and so you you have those things where you know no one knows who tim storm is people may not remember who nick aldis was you know that you know he has wrestled under another name and he was with bigger promotions but that i didn't when i first it took me a while until i realized oh that's magnus from tna like i when I was looking at him as just Nick Aldis, I did not know who he was. So it didn't matter so much who the guys are. What matters is the belt. And so that your 10 pounds of gold episodes are the more polished makes sense. But like you said, our goal here isn't to blow smoke or, or explain away anything. 
it is very disjointed. It can be confusing. Um, it was confusing for me. I have notes that I'm asking myself as I'm watching, should I be watching these in a different order? And we kind of discussed that before we recorded. And it may change moving forward. It's one of the things that you have a better handle on than I do because I've, I've only watched what has been kind of assigned to me that they probably button this up or maybe they do or the, as they get bigger, there's ways to fix this. But in the beginning, you can definitely see this is new. It's not locked in. You know, there's room for improvement. Yeah. And it, I'll go ahead and mention it here. Um, this is going to be weird because I discovered it after the episode three recording. But I have created a This is the NWA YouTube account because of this discussion with Fred that we had. I'm actually creating playlists for each of the episodes of this show so that people can watch them and they flow in order the way that you're supposed to watch them. So uh, we appreciate that feedback because uh, Fred definitely helped that along. I mean, I get exactly what he was saying, but for some reason it didn't even cross my mind to try to help that process. But I'll post more about that stuff as time goes on, and uh, and maybe it'll become a common thing that people will just know they can go check out our playlist to keep up with these episodes of the podcast. I think it'll make it easier for the, the watching as well uh, if you have a dedicated playlist to each episode because then you're not having to watch you know later on down the line 78 episodes all in one shot it can be like okay i just need to watch this playlist to follow along with you know this episode yeah yeah and uh and and for what it's worth too nwa does have playlists as well i don't know that they have a playlist that uh sorts all of the videos and certainly they don't have one that sorts it by the episodes of this podcast but they do have everything in certain places or like Everything featuring Nick Aldis, everything featuring Tim Storm. They have stuff like the 10 Pounds of Gold series. They have a playlist of exclusively those videos in order and that kind of thing. So that's kind of cool, too. But anyway, moving on. Uh, Tim Storm versus Nick Aldis, NWA 10 Pounds of Gold number six. So this is the setup to the original Storm versus Aldis match. So you can see why you'd be confused since that happened way back uh, when uh, at this point. Billy's there. Uh, at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, wearing that cool hoodie that I want with the little flowers on the hood. I think that's kind of neat. So yeah, I was watching this thing and watching him walk around, and then you see him meet Tim Storm, and I'm like, wait a minute. This is the first time that Billy Corgan has met Tim Storm? That blew my mind. I mean, you've been talking about this promotion and having acquired it and how important the belt is, and you've geared the beginning of this to be all about your champion, and then you're now showing us you know, 20 so episodes in that you didn't even meet this guy until his first title shot with Nick Aldis. And for whatever reason, you know, I'm sure there's some kind of reason. Maybe they had met on the phone, but never in person, you know, had phone conversations, maybe email, something along those lines. But it was kind of shocking to, as you're listening to the video, you hear uh, pleasure to meet you. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait, wait, it like <laughs> takes you completely out of kind of what you're watching that as you start to question, like, why would they have never met? This is your champion. And you've never shook his hand, you know, never looked him in the eye. You know, like you said, we were both kind of taken aback by that. I'm sure that they did have phone conversations before. Now, I mean, they had to. I mean, it's his champion, like you said. So what's interesting about this, too, is I think the NWA, when they when Billy purchased them, Tim Storm was the champion. I, I, I think that the part of the pro process was that they didn't even know who they were actually going to keep or if any of the champions would stay the same and that sort of thing. But then... They ended up having a conversation, from my understanding, with Tim Storm and really liking him. He seemed to have a great attitude. And so they decided that 
there was a story to be told here. Let's keep the belt on him. Another thing that they really loved, apparently, is he let them know, too, that once the purchase had happened, I, I heard this in interviews, that other promotions had offered some decent money to Tim Storm to come in and drop that title. And uh, he refused because that was not professional. I thought that was a really interesting deal about Tim Storm. Yeah, that would be a little bit of dirty pool if, you know, all of a sudden, like, oh, NWA just got purchased by Billy Corrigan. And then Tim Storm goes and gives the belt to another promotion. You know, it's like, well, I, you know, what do I care? My my company just got bought out. Like, I don't even know if I have a job moving forward. So that is, that's actually... Uh, we hadn't talked about that before. That's the first I've heard about that. It kind of makes me like Tim Storm a little bit more than, you know, I have thus far in, in getting to know him, you know, through this series. That was a little interesting tidbit I just remembered. Uh, so you get Denise Salcedo interviewing Tim Storm in the back. She's Insta-famous. I just know her from that. I just thought I'd bring that up for a second. Glad I did. Uh, hey, it's an X-Pac cameo. It is, just out of nowhere. Uh, so again, as I'm watching this, you just kind of go through and it's like, oh, look at these name droppers. I'm like, now it's not enough to show the old champs. Now they got to get a little more mainstream notoriety, like 1990s wrestling in the house. <laughs> he gets a special thanks at the end of the episode. I don't know if it was just because he allowed them to show his face or something. Anyway, there he is. All right. So let's move on to video number 22. CZW invites Tim Storm to Cage of Death. So Tim Storm's getting pretty big now. All kinds of challenges coming in. All these promotions want him. CZW has invited him to Cage of Death number 19, which sounds risky to me. I can only assume that there have been 18 people that have already died in this and event. Nothing so far in any of these videos have been Cage of Death or Cage of Death-esque, if I want to say it right, nothing on that level. So this was obviously kind of what I was talking about. I'm like, okay, now we're going another direction, but you understand it the more you watch because that's what being the NWA champ is. It's going to these different promotions. It's being that guy that's going to you know elevate and maybe bring some more people in to watch because there's a, a, an importance to who you are and what, what you're representing. <laughs> Guys are literally coming out of the woodwork from all over the country, all over the world. One promotion in particular has stepped forward and asked me to appear, CCW. And there's been a lot of guys there that have challenged, that have come out publicly and said they want a shot. I'm gonna take that opportunity to look every single wrestler in the eye. And I'm gonna find out who legitimately wants a shot at making history. A little weird that he's done what he's done so far, and now he's going into a death match, essentially. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Tim Storm's so classy, and it's, so it makes me worry for him. I'm like, wait a minute, this is this is not your kind of place. But no. Maybe, maybe he'll surprise us. Uh, I do us. not think high school teacher and then death match in the same. <laughs> <laughs> but he says he's going to go, and he's going to look every single challenger in the eye. He doesn't mean that literally, because there could be a lot of challengers, so... Yeah, this is like the only eight-hour wrestling show in history, <laughs> and it's just Tim Storm staring at people. Uh, it does basically sound like he is issuing an open challenge here, so that could prove to be interesting. The next video is number twenty-three: Tommy Dreamer, Tim Storm, Nick Aldis, NWA confrontation at House of Hardcore. This is kind of a recap of what happened at House of Hardcore, and it's basically just well, it's it's Tim Storm getting interviewed in the back, and Tommy apologizing for the interruption, and it's just reaffirming. That there's going to be an Aldous Storm 2, essentially. Next video is, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, as you listen to this, maybe you're listening at Thanksgiving, so it, it holds 
actual relevance. I did not watch them at Thanksgiving, so it didn't really mean anything to me. And it just felt like you've got all these open storylines and we're celebrating Thanksgiving, which was just that much more of a throw off to me. You get that like benefit of 2020 hindsight. So I kind of understand you want content. You want to keep your guy out there. Maybe you don't have a video of anything because you're filming on a Wednesday and Tim Storm doesn't, you know, wrestle his next death match until the following Sunday. So you need something and, you know, you want to keep that wholesome good guy going. How do you do it? Let's thank everybody at the holidays for paying attention. While he's being such a good dude and being thankful for things, you really appreciate Tim Storm. But there is a clip from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and I just want to take a moment to make sure that I never not mention that guy with the tiny Tim Storm sign. Love seeing that guy. He holds it out in front of him so freaking seriously. Like, he is just... Look at my sign! Intent on you reading that laser-printed Tim Storm (laughs) 8x10. It says Tim Storm! It's not a poster. He took no time doing it. it. It's almost as if he stole that off of Tim Storm's dressing room door and is now proving to the world that I he, was there. I stole this. It, it says Tim Storm. <laughs> so uh, number 25 is questions and new challenges. This is NWA 10 pounds of gold. Number seven. This is post Storm and Aldis. You haven't heard the episode one yet, but Justin does talk about, we talked about that uh, Tim Storm says he never has blown up in a match and... Uh, Justin's like, well, in the Aldis match, he looks like he's going to die. And that was something we had talked about when we originally recorded it. We kind of poked fun at it as well as he does make that claim that it's been 10 years since he blew up in a match. And then you watch that Nick Aldis match and them 10 years came back. Like they, <laughs> they, they, they got him back. I don't know. Maybe. maybe. Well, it's just a big challenge. Aldis is a real challenge. Uh, Tib Storm is real moist at the end of this one. He's just covered in sweat. He is beat. But there's no rest, because if you're watching this video, it's just like right after this, he's on to tried and true pro wrestling. Uh, He's got Josephus to worry about. So you see him travel there, and uh, he runs into Jack Stane and Crimson in the back. This is Crimson's promotion. Crimson, everybody might know from TNA. Jack Stane, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, was actually defeated by Tim Storm. That's where Tim Storm got the belt from. Yeah, and I like that little bit of history that they give, um, that they do show that uh, Jack Stane was the one that that held it before Tim Storm. You know, you see them interact in the back, and they're very friendly. You know, obviously, camaraderie of being in the business together and, you know, that kind of thing. I'm sure um, those matches between the two of them were were probably fun. Jack Stane looks like a big guy. Tim Storm's obviously a big guy. There have been, like, two bruisers in there kind of going back and forth, and I was excited to see Crimson because he is somebody that I'm more familiar with out of the people we've seen besides Tommy Dreamer um, that, you know, I was a little more familiar with. So it was like, oh, I, I'm hoping we get to see a little bit more out of out of Crimson at this point. The other thing that I really did like was that we did get results. Uh, it took a little while, but we finally got results on the Josephus match. So we were able to see kind of what happened there and, and you know, how that played out, which was uh, at the time, obviously, I mentioned previously that that was one of the things that bugged me. And it's like, OK, well, I see how they're kind of getting around to it now. You see how as the the more buttoned up episodes. It felt of, like for a while they were building up to this match and then nothing happened with it. Yeah. And, then no- um, and then but that they went back and focused on. And it was part of the 10 pounds of gold series as opposed to just a throwaway video kind of adds a little weight to what that match was. Yeah. For whatever reason, doesn't appear they had the rights to just air the match exactly, you know, just from that promotions video footage or something. I I don't know exactly what the story is there, but yeah, it it was nice to get some follow up on that and see what happens. It's, it's kind of, I think 
in the first place during that build up, they're trying to drive people to the arena to actually watch the match. You know, they want to get people there so they still have to promote it, even if it's going to take a little while to edit something and throw it together. So you'll be happy to know that uh, Crimson and Jack Sedane will appear again. So you don't get so much out of them. I know you said you were hoping to see a little bit more. Um, not so much in this video, but uh, we will be hearing from them some more. Which is good because I think using the the NWA to kind of highlight some of these indie guys that may have had a touch with uh, a bigger stage like Crimson with TNA, uh, but Jack Stane was someone I wasn't super familiar with. So, you know, some of these indie guys that may need to get highlighted um, and, and not have that platform of uh, a weekly syndicated show, you know, being able to bring them back should be fun, you know, a, a way to introduce them. And, it, and if they keep up the introductions the way they've done so far, you know, I feel pretty confident that you'll be able to latch on to these guys as they, they kind of bring them out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So you get the highlights of the Tim Storm versus Josephus match. It's Josephus with Lady X, I should say. You get some little background on Josephus. He was trained by Dutch Mantell. Uh, he definitely has a Bruiser Brody look, which we'll bring up because it's going to come up later. Yeah. But uh, unlike Aldis, Josephus has definitely got that brawler feel to him. And he uh, he's dirty, too. Like, he's just a dirty wrestler. He's pulling out all the stops here to beat Tim Storm. But in the end, Tim Storm hits that perfect storm, and it's bye-bye Josephus. But second time we're seeing a title match, and maybe not without some controversy. Yeah, it's uh, I love Josephus. He's laying out back on the concrete, complaining about his eye. So uh, Tim Storm, you get a little bit of him talking about Josephus's nuts, and it, it's true. Josephus does seem a little bit crazy. Yeah, I mean, and you mentioned in the beginning the uh, the Aldis match. You know, we talked about he, you know he hadn't blown up in 10 years, but he was very moist. By the end of that match. <laughs> and uh, that was, uh, Josephus seemed to notice as well. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he kind of points that out that he he believes maybe it's not a, a manufactured or a, or a natural moistness. It's a manufactured <laughs> with salve moistness. Yeah, we're going to hear about that in the next video. But uh, for now, Tim Storm rides off into the sunset. A really cool feel, like seeing him just head off to the next thing. The only thing it's missing, David Lagana, was this would have been a perfect time to just throw in like that Turn the Page song. Here I am. You know, turn yeah. the page. Don't, don't get yourself sued on your own podcast, Gary. That's a good point. Uh, number 26, NWA president Billy Corgan is confronted by Joe Cephas. We fade in on Joe Cephas chilling on a leather couch, reading a book called Echoes of the 60s. He says he's been waiting 45 minutes on Billy Corgan. He's in the recording studio, but he doesn't care about music. He wants to talk about Tim Storm. He says Tim Storm oils himself up a lot, and he got some salve in his eye. Now he sees 3%. 3% less in that left eye. He rubs himself with all kinds of oil, with all kinds of stuff. I think he used salve to get it right in my eye. I can see 3% less in this particular eye. This is too good. Yes, this, <laughs> so this is, and I, we had mentioned it uh, the last time we recorded, but I've actually gone back and rewatched this video, just this one, out of the homework since then. This is one of my favorite videos that I watched out of the whole thing. That 3% line is probably one of my favorite heel lines that I've ever heard. 
uh, it, it reminded me of old WCW Chris Jericho promos where, you know, he was just going out there and doing whatever he wanted because no one was monitoring him. So, right. you know, he'd go out and feuding with Dean Malenko, list himself as the man of a thousand and one holds and then list them off. And, you know, when he lost the belt going to state representatives to try and get it overturned, because w- what else is he going to do? No one's giving him any direction or, or feedback. And that's what this was. I mean, how do you quantify 3% less than one? It's a perfect you know you can you can label the guy as a cheat you can tell what he did but no one will ever have any idea how it actually affected you and you know there were some things both good and bad but i'd love this video and kind of how it cements that level of heel status you know bad guy status for josephus he is a little bit crazy because who like i can't see out of this eye at all or like you wear an eye patch but no he's perfectly fine he could see just 97 percent in the left eye 100% 100% in the right eye. <laughs> I just imagine when you have perfect vision, you notice that 3%, that is, it is dangerous. It, Put it, salve in people's eyes. You well, know? I mean, it's going to throw off your peripheral. So now you're out driving. You're not seeing that car come across. Like, right. I, I get where Josephus is Imagine your from. balance is a little off. Yeah. You know, you just got to focus more on the on the eye that's hurting. I also want to mention that Josephus kind of refers to himself at one point here as Josephus. Yes. And, uh, it's, it, it is the like it was second of what will be three names that we'll eventually get to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that we're, we're not 100% on how to, you know, we just call him Josephus because it's all one word, but there are multiple pronunciations that we will get. Right. Josephus doesn't have time to wait on William Patrick, who even has though, to examine his chord progressions at noon every day, which yeah, I even couldn't though confirm. he already waited 45 minutes. I just wanted to bring that back. He did say he'd been waiting 45, but he has no time to wait. Just yeah. throwing that out there, Josephus. Josephus is a conundrum. He is. He's Josephus is a conundrum. I could not, by the way, confirm independently if William Patrick actually examines his chord progressions at noon every day. So, Billy, when you do listen to this, if you just want to shoot Gary an email, maybe give him a call or a text, just let him know. Is that actually accurate? We want to know how close to home Josephus is hitting. So to hammer the point in, he says he doesn't wait for any man, which you've established uh, is not true. Not true. He uh, He's not leaving until he gets what he deserves. He's been waiting 45 minutes, but we'll let that slide. Oh, I put that in my notes there. So <laughs> He throws that Echoes of the 60s book down hard, and he storms off to find the NWA president. By the way, I looked that book up on Amazon, and the paperback right now, a new one, can go for $41.91. So... Uh, he might want to be careful. Uh, he finally just frightens some poor girl who's on her phone, and he storms up in the actual studio area. He's like arguing with this chick, like he's going to choke slam her or something, and this poor girl just works there. So he storms up in the studio, and Billy is just taken in by the music that he's singing. He's singing a song that uh, the lyrics are, I've never loved a lover with so much love as love endures like this. I... I uh... <laughs> Yeah, that song. The, I That's mean, this a, video, lover as, song. as much as I enjoyed it, it took a weird turn to where we, we went from, you know, Josephus's very fun, like, walking the, the bad guy line, you know, unhinged bad guy line there and, and dropping some, some fun stuff like the 3%, to now we're watching a video of Josephus accosting some lady to the uh, melodic strains of Billy Corgan singing, and then we get to watch... Yeah, just like that. <laughs> um, and then we get to watch them argue with no sound. Billy tells them to to cut the mic because maybe 
they haven't had the conversation. So they, they you know, I, I'm not sure really why we don't get to listen to this, but everything is kind of done this with a private, musical note. This is this is private business. You don't just announce it to the world. You know? You're filming it. Anyway, so <laughs> so as they fuss, Joseph needs to watch himself, by the way, because Billy Corgan's not a small dude either. He's like, looks like he's just as tall as Josephus. And who knows? Billy Corgan might not uh, tolerate fools. As I so, you know, what would be fantastic is if Billy Corgan got like Vince McMahon ripped and then started fighting his own guys. <laughs> <laughs> like if he just went down like that promoter route, it's just out on like, you know, touring for the pumpkins and he's just like massively ripped up on stage now. <laughs> that would be great. By the way, during the argument, Josephus seems a little bit confused about which I sees 3% better than the other one. Which is a, another fun touch. Like, yeah. you know, just that level of. Of, you know that's built into the complaint of three percent less is there's no way to quantify it so who cares which eye it is but you know he catches <laughs> himself and points to the right eye eventually uh next time you see him he's outside yelling at somebody to book his trip to la because he has a rematch so it looks like we're gonna get storm josephus too before we get storm aldous too Aldous is not going to be happy with this. Yeah, at this point it's kind of feeling disrespectful to nick aldous <laughs> i agree what the hell people all right, number 27, Ghosts of Swanson and Rittner, NWA 10 Pounds of Gold, episode 8. So we're already right back to another 10 Pounds of Gold. This one, showing that they're at the corner of Swanson and Rittner. That's what that's all about. It's where uh, Shane Douglas won the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. This is that night of the House of Hardcore thing. So I kind of touched on this in episode 1 for just a minute, and I hope to touch more on it later um, as I get into some more historical stuff with the NWA. But... Uh, the infamous, infamous moment is Shane uh, wrestling for what then was Eastern Championship Wrestling, uh, won the NWA title in a tournament. Uh, Eastern Championship Wrestling was, I think, an affiliate of the NWA at that time. And instead of wanting the NWA title, he gives that really uh, cool speech probably at the time, you know, just really intense. And he trashed the NWA title. And essentially, that's when Extreme Championship Wrestling was formed, or basically, you know. Started yeah. a new one. And what I like about this video is it shows you, uh, obviously, a talker, maybe a, a level above kind of what you've been seeing with Josephus and, and the other guys uh, because of the way he sucks the crowd in and then turns turns on him. But the, it starts out with him giving the list of names that NWA has already given us multiple times. So it's like, okay, I see what they're doing They're They're just adding to that legacy and now you've got another guy who won it and Shane Douglas is a name that you know wrestling fans are probably well aware of and if you're not aware of what happened on that particular night now you're listening to another guy kind of tout how important this belt is and then all of a sudden flips it and he doesn't care about those guys and what does it matter for a promotion that went out of business five years ago at the time of his winning it and you know he, he really takes it's more of a roller coaster of yeah all of these people mattered at some point but what matters now is me i'm i'm that guy now right right so they're in philadelphia obviously so you get to see a little of storm talking about the stallone and rocky stories going to the rocky statue it's good to be the champ he gets some ladies running upstairs dancing around and that whole thing somebody that uh has apparently never seen a sylvester stallone movie uh confuses him for stallone 
Yeah, I thought it was kind of fun too. Is it, it was like maybe she just assumed, oh, cameras, and we're here by the statue, so that must be Sylvester Stallone because that's the only person who would show up with cameras. Nobody else wants to film this thing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we see some pics of ex champ Adam Pierce, who was the last person who had it there prior. He's another interesting little piece of history for the NWA. He he actually works as an agent, I think, in WWE, if I'm not mistaken. Now, and I was really surprised to actually see Shane Douglas is actually there that night, which I thought was an interesting touch doesn't look like uh well we get to it later but he declines to speak for the video which disappointed me yeah and that i was also of that same mind i was disappointed i would have liked to have you know heard him uh, especially the way that we're trying to bring the belt back into the forefront and, and what his um interaction with it at the time meant uh both for the nwa and what later became ecw but i also was of the mindset that if he didn't you know, he didn't want to jump in there and make this thing that wasn't about him about him. I kind of understand him not talking about it. But, I, you know, I, I'm very flip floppy on that. So I, I'm with you that, you know, it, it still would have been a fun conversation to hear him to, to talk about. some. I mean, and he's talked about it before, that kind of thing, but not for the promotion that's trying to come back around and, and trying to rebuild itself and rebrand itself. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting perspective, actually, too. Yeah. I'm not making it about himself. Oh, so uh, you, you kind of see the interaction where Nick Aldis comes back out and uh, confronts Tommy Dreamer. I, at this point, I was thinking, does Nick just travel in his tights? Because I, I was like, he's not in House of Hardcore, right? I just remember thinking that maybe he's just always, always ready. Well, at this point, with as many other challengers as Tim Storm has had, you got to be ready. <laughs> he's had so many people jump in front of him that if he doesn't travel in tights, he's never going to get to fight this guy again. <laughs> You're right. He just has to be ready. Somebody give me a damn match with this guy again. Um, he does have a match, by the way. He does finish somebody off with the Kings on Cloverleaf. So, yeah. Uh, you get some uh, footage in the back. This is another cool thing, too. Talking about Crimson and Jax Dane. You get to see Tim Storm talking to Willie Mack, who's another independent wrestler and a guy that you will be be seeing more from later all right number 28 william patrick corrigan interview on josephus confrontation and tim storm match essentially this is just detailing uh william patrick corrigan's reasoning for giving josephus a title shot he says he appreciates tim storm being a fighting champion even at his age and since josephus feels wrong he's giving him another shot to prove he deserves a title shot but a loss for any reason dq or otherwise no title shot so I say he's giving him a shot. He's giving him a chance to earn a title shot is basically what's going down here. The next thing you see is Tim Storm confronted by Josephus in video number 29. It's a championship wrestling from Hollywood. This is a weird one because it's like, stay tuned for Tim Storm. Yeah, these were um, a couple of videos, this one and the next one, that really kind of threw me uh, because we, we did start with that like standalone screen where it's just a message and it, it sits there for about three or four minutes. Um, and doesn't really change anything. And then they eventually get in and look like what it was is the lead into a Facebook Live event that yeah, uh, that's Championship what was going on. Uh, Hollywood, um, Championship Wrestling of Hollywood may have been showing. And so the video comes off as looking kind of crappy, but it, it's having that background knowledge. So I'm watching it for the first time and I'm like, wait, why are we doing this all of a sudden? And you were able to tell me later and you know you can elaborate a little more about how that was actually uh, a facebook show you know they were they were doing that on facebook live so it, it makes more sense that you would have needed it for what you were doing there to kind of keep people aware like hey it's still coming it's still coming pay attention but i just didn't feel like it needed to be in the video they put on youtube yeah it's because it because it is like three minutes before you see anything and five minutes before anything actually happens right pretty much and so. it's only a nine minute video so 
Yeah, yeah. So kind of strange. Well, strange that it's still on the YouTube video. But yeah, anyway, which very easily could have been edited out by whom? I mean, whoever's doing a very good job with the ten pounds of gold episodes. Right. It's David Lagana. He oh, was he editing? I I assume. Okay. You listening, Lagana? He's yeah, talking about you. I am. Go back and edit these. The next time I watch them, I want them to be regular. I think you should speak with a little more respect for the vice president of the NWA. I, I think if he doesn't give me videos with a five minutes of nothing, then maybe we can talk about respect. You earn the respect you're given, Mr. Lagana. Well, sounds like we got another match in the works. <laughs> um, so Josephus interrupts the Tim Storm interview. Uh, he's got a flower with him. I, I, that almost sounded like Chris Walken when I said that. Like Chris oh, Walken. No, <laughs> I was like, you had a pause. He's got a flower with him. And I think, it's I mean, it makes crazy. sense. He, he kind of threw you into a, a Chris Walken. Um, <laughs> I, I love, again, I talk crap about the first five minutes of this video. I love everything from, you know, once they start going. I, I love the interaction between uh, Josephus and Tim Storm here. I, I'm really enjoying what Josephus is doing with his character, uh, coming out with a flower and offering to trade it for the belt because he knows Tim Storm doesn't want to fight him again. This is is all really quality stuff for me. Like, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, that flower is from the, uh, he says, to the Church of Religious Consciousness. Uh, That's some Hare Krishna stuff. So uh, that could be a callback to that Echoes of the 60s book he was invested in at the studio. Maybe, Maybe that gave him the idea. I don't know. George Harrison approves. Uh, video number 30 is NWA World's Heavy... Oh, uh, Tim Storm did not take the flower for the belt, by the way. That's a, I mean, it's good to note that. that was only, <laughs> yeah. We just get into the next video, and it's like, Josephus is your champion. I'm like, wait, <laughs> what, is the what new champion? Tim Storm has a flower. <laughs> and, uh, see, but... I kind of would have dug that too if for like the next couple of matches, like Nick Aldis gets a match with Tim Storm and he's like, well, now we're fighting for this flower. And he's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> what? This is not what I signed up for. All right. Uh, video number 30 is NWA World Heavyweight Champion Tim, Tim Storm versus Josephus. This is still on that live stream. This is Tim Storm versus Josephus 2. Man, Josephus starts this match off and lands a uh, right at the beginning. It looked like the whole match was over. Yeah, like it, they were going to give you about 30 seconds of match. <laughs> it would have been one punch and a pin is essentially what it looked like was coming. It was a cool start to a match. I was just kind of put off. I was like, what just happened? Is well, that it? So you just knocked him out? I had the, as I was watching, I was like, okay, was this a, a botched move? Did was Storm not aware it was coming and maybe he really connected and like knocked him for a loop a little bit or the other thought I had and I would have thought it would have built Josephus a little bit more as a heel is he had his hands taped up and so I was thinking that maybe he had like a pair of brass knuckles under the tape and so he clocks Uh, him with the one and it would have been like at the end you kind of do this reveal where it's like oh well I won or lost and then like look this is why and you know you kind of take the tape off and you're like I already won. You can't disqualify me now type deal. Um, but that's not the way it went. It was just him catching Tim Storm with a great punch. Well, for all it, what it really ended up doing is waking Tim Storm up, and he kind of loses it. He starts beating the hell out of Josephus and submits him with a uh, some a new submission, at least for us. It's called the Hail Storm. He does at one point hit the perfect storm, and Josephus kicks out. I guess that's worth mentioning. It was yeah, I a- think that's kind of what eggs Storm on even more than the punch, because, I mean, the punch just he kind of gets rolled through for a little bit. You're Josephus, right. I got mixed up. Yeah. yeah Josephus is, is really in control of the match for a little while. And it takes Tim storm some time to, to get his bearings, but it was that kicking out of the, the perfect storm that really kind of set him off and incensed him. 
to where all of a sudden he, you know, that that switch is flipped and he comes after Josephus pretty good. Yeah, it was a iffy ref count. Uh, the crowd seemed to think it was three, but yeah, it uh, certainly pissed Storm off. The hailstorm seems to have pissed Josephus off because he attacks Tim Storm after the match with a ladder. He ties him to a post, targets the ribs and lower back. Tim Storm somehow manages to walk out, but he does not look good, especially when he's got CZW coming up. Yeah, I really enjoyed this aftermatch stuff. Uh, again, you're really cementing and building who Josephus is and his importance. If he never touches the NWA championship as the actual champ, I think you need that guy that's always going to be there uh, regardless of who your champ is. He's he's viable enough, he's formidable enough, and you, you have to be wary of who he is. Um, so I, I like what they're doing here. Uh, with the attack on Tim Storm afterwards, because at this point, he's pretty sure his next shot is out of the water too. So if I can't fight him, nobody's fighting him. How did you feel about video number 31, Josephus injures Tim Storm? It's the uh, NWA late of this, the news alert. Yeah, this is a pretty leading question since we've already had this conversation. <laughs> and you know, I hate this video. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, one of the things that we had talked about previously, and we haven't really mentioned here because uh, we've just been more focused on the, the videos and their content is what I liked so much about the first 16 episodes or videos was the the realism you felt you know you were it, it was more documentary style you were kind of meeting these guys and getting everything and now some of the videos we've watched in this last batch seem to be getting away from that the the realism and you're kind of getting into a little bit of hokiness and some of them are some of them are still that real feel and then some of them are like this where we're coming into breaking news from a news source that why I, I don't know who they are I don't know why they matter Maybe it's um, the NWA news network yeah they have their own dedicated news News twenty four seven news network just announcing Josephus's suspension. I, it just this particular video bothered me. But if I'm watching thirty plus videos and there's only two or three that I'm like, this is dumb. I mean, that's still a pretty good track record. Well, and you, and, and still, it's a the oldest thing in wrestling, I guess, since nineteen forty eight. The NWA's been around, but still technically kind of a new company in, yeah. in a lot of ways. So maybe they're just trying some different stuff. I mean, I didn't hate it as much as you did, but I get the criticism. I will say uh, the one thing I did take away is that uh, the lady says William Patrick Corgan has suspended Joe C. Fuss. The third different name we have for this individual. <laughs> yeah, it's a three names. So, C is an initial in the middle, I guess. Joe C. Fuss. Mr. Fuss. From the Fuss families. The fusses, you know. Legendary fuss family of wrestlers. Video number 32 is Tim Storm going to make combats on wrestling. It's a little quick video. Uh, it's Tim Storm addressing the post-match beatdown he suffered. Is there any man more classy than Tim Storm? Because he spends the first part of it still just talking about how great Josephus is as a, com a competitor before he actually even gets to talking about how crappy it is that he attacked him after the match. And then he just goes right into, but I have a new grandkid. Yeah. <laughs> um, Way to stay positive, Tim. One of the things that made me dislike that previous video so much is that this video essentially does what it was trying to do better. The suspended breaking news video kind of talks about how he's suspended, then gives you not highlights, but the whole attack over again. Um, and then in this video, you get 
you know, Tim Storm's comments on it. You get to see highlights of it happening again. It just seemed a better wrap up for me than the breaking news. But, you know, like we've mentioned and will mention, you know, you're just trying to put stuff out there, see what sticks. And, you know, for me, the breaking news thing didn't stick. This did. I, I'm liking the the more realistic aspect of what they're presenting to us, you know, how it matters to Tim Storm, what it's doing to him as a person or, or what it's not doing. You know, if, is it changing him is it not is he still the same person is he still that champ you know what does something like this do to somebody i mean we saw in the match he kind of lost his cool a little bit when he didn't win the way that he always wins so how does this whole interaction maybe change him and at the end right into the grandkids like it doesn't seem like it's doing that you know you're getting the same tim storm he says he's a fighting champ though he's still going to czw this man is as tough as they come uh which leads us right into the last video for this episode do you know when it's nwa 10 pounds of gold episode number nine uh this video goes a lot of different places but uh first you you get to meet uh tim storm's daughter seems like a lovely girl can you imagine just him being your girlfriend's dad be very intimidating yeah a little bit i mean it come home the first time and it's like all right i need you to meet my parents and and this dude that's just taking up the entire doorway is standing there yeah but i think she even mentions in there that the her boyfriend's friends were like watching matches of him destroying people or something when he got back or... yeah they'd be like hey so how'd it go uh, i hope you didn't do anything to upset her because this is what's going to happen to you <laughs> yeah you're going through a table then you get to see some more with josephus uh <laughs> he's waiting in baggage claim um very interesting he blames a billy corgan shapeshifter for messing with his bags which i appreciated jo- josephus <laughs> josephus he poses over the uh britney spears star on the hollywood walk of fame he advises on walking the britney spears path not the dark path of corgan oh you get to see where he gets the flower from the the church and he also is seen meditating over the vince mcmahon star which is just weird. Um, it, it was an odd, odd ending to that. You know, all of a sudden he's there over Vince McMahon. I don't, I don't know if that's a shot at Billy. Like hey, maybe you should run your stuff like this guy, or you know, or if it's you know, I'm gonna uh, assume it's not a shot at Billy. Or if it's or if it's an NWA shot at WWE, which seems ballsy this early on. You know, you guys are thirty plus episodes in. Maybe, maybe not go after the show with thirteen hundred Monday night episodes alone. I'm gonna guess it was more of a oh hey, there's Vince McMahon star. Let's be clever. Well, let's film. <laughs> I feel like you've got a feud with David Licata. Like you look. I mean, like you're all trying I'm to saying start a feud is with him. We, you're like, we've let's seen, start a film. Like, yeah, we we've seen a couple of the episodes of uh, uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. I've got the physique to fight Lagana on that show. Like not a not another show. Like just that one. I've got the same belly as that one guy who fought Tim Storm in the first episode. Like I mean, Lagana and I can lock it up. I'll, uh, I'll take the loss. I'm good with that. You know, however you <laughs> want to write it down. I, I just get to be on the show. I'll see if I can book it. Next up, you get a recap of the beatdown from Josephus and Tim Storm's daughter pleading with him to think about life after wrestling. Wait a minute, NWA. What's going on here? Do you really want this? I don't feel like this looks good for the promotion <laughs> that, uh, it, that you got Tim Storm's daughter being like, Dad, don't die. <laughs> like, yeah. it just, which. Uh, it gets even worse because then it just pops right into CZW. And, yeah, and it lets you it, know exactly that he's going to die. Yeah, it looks like insanity. And so I am ending this series worried about Tim Storm and his safety. It frightens me. Tim Storm's my hero now. And this nonsense, 
looks like the place he does not be. If I were his manager, I would be like, my guy is not going and getting barbed wire, yeah. explosion tabled, right. like, just to defend the NWA World Championship. At least not without a tetanus shot. A couple of tetanus shots. <laughs> that video that they show is, is pretty, like, it is the a throwback to old, like, old school, hardcore, like, violence it's pretty solid all right fred well that's gonna wrap it up for this one uh so fred got a lot of videos assigned to him and as we discussed we had to re-record this episode but he is gonna be back for the next episode in episode three where we're gonna be talking about videos number 34 and that goes through video number 43 now i'm not gonna name the titles of those videos because it's spoiler heavy if i do so just, just go a ahead little and, bit. Yeah. So just move on and just know, just watch the next video in the series and go up to video number 43. I'll reserve asking you your final thoughts on the NWA since you're going to be back for next episode. I won't kind of get a feel for it. But uh, any anything else you want to add to this one before we move on? Um, Obviously, going back and having to re-record, you kind of get to revisit what my original thoughts were. And there's a little bit more time, which is kind of going to throw things off from anything I might say at the end of episode three. But, you know, I, I do have um, a little bit more of an appreciation for what they're doing to set up. You know, obviously, like you've mentioned, and, and I'm sure we'll continue to mention, you don't want anyone to just go out and blow smoke and, oh, NWA is the best thing because that's what your podcast is about. The whole purpose is to review it and uh, give an honest opinion. You know, I, I think I've done that, you know, in the times that we've talked and, you know, there are some areas that I feel like they can improve, but overall, which is the important thing, you know, I, I think they're really building to something that can be very entertaining. Yeah. And my goal fun. here is to introduce people to the NWA and just have them give it an honest shake. Just see, see what they think. I want to hear. I happen to love it and I want them to be super successful. So we'll see going forward how it plays out, but yeah, I just I just want people to be honest and and who knows maybe they'll hear it someday and then they'll appreciate the feedback. So Fred, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the interwebs? Uh, yeah, if you happen to know or have a way to get in contact with David Lagana and you want to set this match up, uh, Twitter or Instagram is uh, name is the same. Uh, O'Reilly O R L Y underscore Fred. Uh, you can find me there. We can discuss uh, how we're gonna do this match and uh, you know basically where that goes from there. Because uh, you know Tim Storm's a fighting champion. I want my shot. Yeah. Well, not against Tim Storm. I mean, spoilers, Gary. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying you don't want to fight Tim Storm. Okay, I thought you were telling me that Tim Storm's not the champion anymore. I would I not do that. Like we're not, I we're, would never do that. We're far enough along for me to have that information. <laughs> well, I would never say that if it... If, just keep watching. And uh, All right, so um, I'm at Rock and Roll Gary, all spelled out. Uh, the podcast is at... The NWA Pod. Easy to find. You can even go to thenwapod.com and find the episodes there. Uh, but we're on Instagram and Twitter and everything. So uh, feel free to look us up. Uh, I'll probably create a Facebook page. Go like that too. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate you. And we hope you'll join us uh, next week for episode number three, where a lot of changes are about to start happening. <laughs>